Live Wild's Connection Matters podcast, bringing together heart-centered, nature-connected, curious people who share the inquiry, how can we create a connected and meaningful way of living that brings more health, happiness and growth to our world? My name is Leona Johnson and I am your host. Welcome to episode 34. I am feeling the energy of abundance right now. It's spring and sunny where I am and I am so grateful for it, so ready for it, so good in the heart, mind, body and spirit right now. I hope you are too. And if not, what do you need to get back into balance? Maybe take a moment just to tune into that. I hope that we can feed your spirit in some way with this conversation because it's a beauty something that I'm very passionate about as you will be able to tell in the conversation especially as we get deeper into it. This is with Kate Valentine from Singing Mamas, a UK-based organisation. She's the founder and network director of Singing Mamas CIC and she's a registered nurse who has grown and developed the Singing Mamas movement for over a decade reaching thousands of women, literally thousands of women, it's amazing. She is gifted in nurturing people, noticing the unique gifts in each woman, teasing them out, allowing people to feel their worth, find their voice and take their place as a leader. Kate's passion for singing and for songs continually deepens as the years roll on. She feels that she is merely scratching the surface of the treasures. If the natural state of voices, songs and singing were woven into the fabric of our human existence, we would recognise singing truly is for our survival. Wow, I love that. I love that. And it's so true. For me, it is a lifeline. It's been part of a big part of my healing, big part of my joy, big part of my ability to be able to release and transform and move through difficult things relatively quickly something that I really pride myself on and yeah singing is a huge part of that for me so I hope you enjoy the conversation if you want to find out more look to www.singingmamaschoir.com and for this episode I'm going to share two of my very own songs to my patrons so for as little as £3 a month you can support this work that I'm doing with the podcast and, and the work of connection that I do and I know it's had a huge impact on many people's lives so I really do appreciate people who do support us and you can hop over there to www.patreon.com forward slash connection matters podcast to have a look and see some of the things that previous people have offered for anyone who's already a patron and for people who join us before the uh, April the 15th, I will be offering a free group call to look at personal connection practices and routines. It's really a chance to connect, for me to connect to you and for you to connect with me and for me to say thank you, actually. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again, hop over to patreon.com forward slash connection matters podcast if you feel you're in the position and want to support us and join us. I'd love to start making that a more interactive community. For those who are interested in singing and would like to come and sing with me for a whole weekend, then on May the 20, 20th to the 22nd, I am uh, facilitating a whole weekend in Lancashire, in the north of England, at this beautiful off-grid site. It's got a really lovely um, 
teaching centre, a roundhouse where we'll do the indoor singing. We've got a beautiful big fire pit, lovely walks, a beautiful river. It's just ideal for what we're trying to do, which is to bring a, a really deepening experience of connection to ourselves and our voices, but also to our relationship to the other than human world and, and what that means to us and how we can nourish ourselves and keep ourselves well in these times when we're away in these circles but also when we're home and so for people who are coming to that you will leave with a whole bunch of new songs simple songs songs that you'll be able to remember and um, re-sing and share with others and it's a really great place to sort of pick up more singing experience and skills though it's not about uh, singing in a particular type of way it is about sort of being able to have enough under your belt to be able to bring that into your life more often and if you're already a singer it's still absolutely going to be you know very nourishing wholesome beautiful food or vegetarian and um, home cooked and I'm really excited to to host that with Damien because uh, we have such we, we work so, together so well and so it makes such a great team um a great mixture of um, uh, humour and lightness and at the same time real um, intentionally creating depth and, and, and connection and understanding of, of ourselves and our voices in that circle. So yeah, hop over to either the website or just click the link in the show notes if you want to find out more about that or feel free to, to get in touch. You can also follow me on Instagram at connection.matters.leona and join our Facebook page, Connection Matters Podcast. And finally, I always prefer direct message. If you have any feedback, suggestions for the podcast, or if you're able to help me with digital promotion so that we can reach more people, then do email me at connectionmatterspodcast at livewild.org.uk. I am... Yeah, much more relatable in person than I am on social media. It is not my thing. But anyhow, I hope you enjoy this conversation and all of the others that are coming up. I'm quite happy to be back in the podcasting seat again and having these great conversations. So without further ado, this is Kate Valentine. Hey, Kate, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very grateful for the sun today. Mm, yeah me too really lovely it's really great to um well just see all of the signs of spring the flowers I was in Cornwall last week and there was just so many flowers it was a bit like you know that April May blast but up here in the north we don't get that for for another uh six weeks or so so yeah it was lovely well I'm down south of England and I'm getting it the little flowers arriving in my garden every day. I have to walk through my garden to get from my car to my front door. And it's just such a relief and a joy. Mm, yeah. There's something really special about this time of year, isn't there? That turning, that cycle that is sometimes more impactful than any other turn, I think, because we've just emerged from the, the darkness of winter and particularly this year, a, a quite dramatically difficult yeah. wild windy wet and yeah. um, and quite grim February <laughs> yeah it's been intense I've experienced this last few days as like a big in-breath huge big in-breath even opened all the windows in my house and let the house have a big in-breath too mm, spring cleaning nice 
So, um, we met um, in person uh, about, I guess, a month ago now. Month it must ago. have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been inspired by the organisation Singing Mamas uh, for a little while, knowing that um, the mission is to create a world where everybody sings. And for me, that is, you know, that's my pers- personal mission. That's my personal dream is, you know, to, f- to, s- to live in a place, in a world, in a way, in a community, in a, in a sort of style of living that brings more connection um, to our voices and to that mode of expression because it, it creates such unity. And I, I yeah, mm. I loved, loved, loved finding out more about Singing Mamas. And when I saw the... the um, the training to become one of the singing mamas facilitators i just had to join so i was really grateful to spend a whole weekend singing with you and meet you in person that was beautiful oh likewise it was absolutely wonderful to have you there and everything that you brought um the same for every woman that attended and and showed up brought something very special and unique and that's that's the magic of the circle right <clears throat> yeah absolutely so would, for our listeners at home would you um tell us a little bit about singing mamas and hmm, maybe about the evolution of 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 the singing groups that you've run and where that where that idea came from sure well i mean where to start really the 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 most magical part of it for me the the reason that i have i have the the nerve the cheek the 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 guts to call myself uh, a trainer of this work really um, is because I know firsthand that everyone has the potential and all the skills they need to be a song sharer it's just a given and the reason I know this is because at the very very beginning nearly 12 years ago I was set up by a friend to, to, to share songs with a group of women. Um, she didn't tell me that's what I was going to be doing. We were looking for a group to sing together that we could take children to. And she was very smart and she knew quite well that I had a couple of songs that I'd known from singing in another group. Um, and that I would also say no, if she'd asked me that I would have been terrified and had all sorts of feelings of imposter syndrome and all of that. Um, so she just arranged it one morning and invited me. And then there I was um, with everyone looking at me and uh, I mean, it's such a bold thing for her to do, but actually it's the most powerful gift for this whole organisation because I know that I've learned on the job through women coming to me saying they wanted someone to share songs with them. And I learned that I loved it. And and the, the group became, um, you know, from women just coming every week telling me how much they needed it and me realising actually this is a meeting and a need for me too and also the children really enjoying it, that I began to grow in confidence and understood that this really was a need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so missing singing together. In, and we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about all the reasons, but the evolution of the groups and the evolution of the organisation has been that my group has just fed back to me every week the same messages. This is a lifeline, this connection. I've, I've realised I've discovered what that is, what that that piece is that we've been so missing and I guess um, through my other work background in nursing I about six or so years ago I was just struck by this idea that this just needed to be for everybody free to access and for health and well-being 
Um, and really, it was just an idea. It, I can't really say that there was any plans of how it was going to happen. I just knew that it had to happen. And this this vision of a world in which everyone sings was is still this North Star. It's the it's the reason we exist. Um, and through opening a few more groups just to test to see whether other groups, not just my village, like it, um, trying out, showing other women how I run the groups, running a training, running another training, running another training, watching other people grow their groups, start their community of singers, step into the work, um, learn how to be a song sharer without musical background and training. It's just it's just kept that vision really true. So that's my job in the organisation, just keep holding that vision. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's beautiful and, and really exciting. Um, I wonder if it's it'd be useful to describe what it's like in a group, you know, for people who've yeah. never been to a song <clears throat> sharing circle. What 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 is that? It's a really good question because there's so many ideas about what choir is. And I think people very much believe when they see the word choir or imagine themselves at a choir that there's going to be sheet music, that they're going to be standing in front of a conductor and they're going to be the one that's got all of the expertise and you have to be taught um, <clears throat> in a kind of formal way and that you have to be able to have a singing voice. And But it's nothing like that. Um, our groups um, are facilitated by one song sharer. So to that, in, in Singing Mummers, it's always women. So that woman will have an idea of who's coming. So there's a, a, an element of a closed group about it, just to contain um, a little bit more carefully who's coming. So she'll have a sense of who's coming. So if you're completely new to, to singing, if you're completely new to this, then there'll already be some degree of holding for you coming through that door, because we know that there, there's anxiety around this. This whole idea of I can't sing, I'm in or out the choir, auditions, right notes, wrong notes, even TV programmes like The Voice or The X Factor, which, you know, keep that programming going for us that it, we are or we are or are not a singer so whether you're not you've got confidence that's still there in the field when you're when you're coming to a singing group so you'll walk in we sit we sit in a circle or stand in a circle quite depending on the size of the group wide circle we love having children in the group whether or not you've got your own children you might be a grandmother or a neighbor or a friend of a mum so we we put little mats in the in the center of the circle and we have some children, babes in arms or older children, and they're really welcome to be part of it and benefit also. So the the singing is in a circle. There's there's um the the hour of singing is very specifically crafted just to ease people in. We don't do any formal warm ups, any kind of la 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 la. It's like it's there's no element of technical that comes through. We're not teaching through the kind of head space or thinking space it's all through beautiful songs that we bring warm-ups and ease people very gently into singing just by using call and response my turn your turn no one would ever be put on the spot no one would ever be um highlighted to to sing or you know if there's any sense of someone's not singing the right note that would never be um spoken um it would just be carefully um adjusted um very careful language by the facilitator to to support people into their voices really freely and the songs when they get taught this the songs are specifically chosen as well for to reflect what's happening in the collective in the season the time of the year or just what intuitively is felt by that facilitator that's needed at the moment so the songs have their own messages they have, they have their own mood and tone um, to create certain feelings or to promote 
um, expression, whatever it is, it's it's carefully chosen and very easily, gently brought about within the group. So what what women experience is, oh, how how did that happen so quickly? So quickly we're singing a harmony song. All these non-singers, shy singers are, are singing in beautiful harmony, mm-hmm. even though not aiming for a beautiful sound. It's the songs are learned by heart and sung. Um, there's something that happens when you sing over and over again the same kind of the same phrase and it's repeated not loads and loads of times, but it drops into into a space of heart and feeling and body. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sense of safety that comes. Um, so that's that's the kind of how how we teach is is repeating mm. phrases, call and response until it's bedded in. Um, and then gently layering up just simple harmony, nothing too complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And, and that kind of singing where you don't have to think too much, mm. you don't have to get it right because it isn't mm. very complex. Mm. And actually just layering two things, even in a round without a mm. harmony, can just create so much um it's like a vibration isn't it it's that sort of resonance that happens that that has a physiological effect on our body as well Mm. as an emotional effect and a spiritual effect you know it it just it feels like the embodiment of unity for me well so much happening this it you know we could talk the whole session on what is actually happening when when two notes are sung Mm. and if people are are listening and that don't really know what harmony is you know that is you know you might have heard the word harmony don't know what it is it's essentially it's two two sounds being sung at the same time um and and they can sound sweet or they can sound discordant they can they can sound off or on you know it's there's there's some universal sort of feelings you know you'll get into a room and and give one group one note and another group another note and there can be some universal experience like ah that sounds sweet and nice or you change one of the notes and suddenly it's oh it's difficult to listen to um but equally some people really like the disc the the kind of crunchy sounds um but what's so fascinating to me is that it's what happens in the in-between spaces those two notes it's there's this mysterious space between this note and this note and if you look at a piano you know, we've 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 tried to work out music. We've tried to kind of identify what's happening and put maths and rules around it. But there's still so much mystery. And if you play one note, let's say a C, and then you play an E, you know, let's give let's just call them the names. We don't call we don't use the names of notes in in singing mummers. But let's just, for example, we just that's the space that happens in between that creates a certain feeling. And if you move one of that one of those notes up or down the the feeling and experience in the body changes and you can you can sit for a whole hour and study with a group what this feeling is and then you change the notes again and it's yeah it's it's complete mystery what's happening in those spaces between but like you said the body and the cells feel it like if you go to a classical concert where they're playing strings the 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 vibration of the strings is actually touching our physical cells and moving and changing us and that happens with our voices when we sing together and the uniqueness of each person's voice, the different sounds and shapes that that particular body person with all their feeling that changes in every single moment makes in a singing group. It's never, ever the same. It's always a completely unique experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it is it is that sort of, 
you know, the constellation of the people who are there on that particular day always feel like it's it's perfect. It's exactly yes. as it should be. You yeah. can create that safe space. That's something it, it's like it is a magic. You know, that's it, a form of of magic, isn't it? Creating this, those ingredients. Exactly. And what you've just described is 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 really sets apart what what traditional choir is, where you would go to rehearse. You'd spend a lot of time rehearsing. Um, precision notes you know that that musically trained conductor at the front knows exactly what notes they want you to sing and the timing and they want it all to be tight so that we can go and sit in a hall and listen to that because that sounds incredible and you know never take anything away from that it has its place but it's completely different to the singing groups mm. that you come to for a singing practice where exactly like you say this is this moment we are singing to and for and with each other and it's completely unique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it, it's, it's very similar in ethos to, to how I've um, always held circles. And for mm. me, an important part of it, although it, it, I know this isn't every group's intention, but for me, an important part of it is that it's not about performance. Yeah. It's never about we're planning or preparing to go off and do this in front of people because yeah. it's about this very moment. And yeah. I find that so healing. I, I I've had so much deep healing and and learning actually from songs mm-hmm. and that's where the the choice of songs that's where the word magic comes in as well that the kind of the kind of things that are chosen to to sing about not that they're all upbeat and uplifting that they, there's definitely space for grief and and difficult emotions there but it's it's about processing isn't it yeah absolutely it's about what is truly alive in this moment and it is for this moment. And, you know, we, we, we're we becoming more aware, us in our organisation, our facilitators and plenty of other people that are working with this kind of way of singing, we're becoming more, more aware of what is essential to these moments and how to build those containers to allow that magic to happen. But we still don't know the mystery of it. Mm. You know, the songs themselves, some of them are completely fresh. You might have improvisations. We don't tend to in Singing Mamas, but songs can come in that moment for the first time ever and they always did at one point or they can travel across centuries and across lands and and remain as they were when they were birthed into the world and they 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 themselves the songs themselves carry so much Mm. so Mm. you know message their own work Mm -hmm. um and then yeah it's Mm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) mine Going really the potential from just one class with 12 people in it one group 12 people or, or you know however many in one moment it's completely unique and if you if you can drop into presence and that's our task as a facilitator to really support people to drop really into that present moment have this moment just for now just for themselves mindfulness we're really trying to encourage people into their bodies as well into their breath um so much can come mm. Mm. Um, and so uh, there's so many there's so many ways I could take this because it uh, it, for me this is cultural emergence in action you know what what you're doing with us singing mamas what we as song sharers and all the other people the natural voice network people and, and others who are really working to bring this type of singing back to our communities into the very communities where our children are being raised you know with the mothers those Mm those um 
leaders of, of our community, the mothers who are yeah. bringing up the future beings, are, are you know are key to yeah. changing something about our culture, which tells us that singing is isn't for everybody, you know, yeah. and and that that kind of expression, that kind of togetherness, that kind of yeah. community holding, isn't for everybody. When in fact it's one of the most unifying things that I've ever experienced. And I find that really exciting, you know, that children are being sung to yeah. and that those groups are being held. And what's being modelled mm. is that children aren't actually the centre of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of mother yeah. and baby groups, um, I, you know, I just couldn't I couldn't go to when I was a, a mother of young children because, you know, we were singing like really mond- mundane, boring, child focused songs that didn't inspire me and you know children do need to hear nursery rhymes and things and it's not that there isn't a place for those but for me what singing mamas is doing is is very unique and and interesting because it's creating a space that models personal personal well-being uh personal a personal practice of connection and depth and um integrity and authenticity and and often uh, deep emotions are expressed in front of each other in, in those places when people feel safe that's what happens people are able to talk about what's going on for them sometimes there's yeah. tears and mm. and children are being there to witness that and seeing their mothers prioritize themselves and um well I must say I throughout the years of doing these groups it's I have this as a constant where I observed the little ones looking at their mothers and the gesture in their faces is completely striking you know not to say that they don't sometimes kick off because they have different needs that they were meeting in that moment you know we deal with that as a group and that's fine um but the the look on their faces when they see their mothers in this state of presence and expression and singing it's such a unique little little image I hold of these of these babies, and I know that through some early years training that I did, and through my own children, four of my own, um, I know that if I'm if I'm happily houseworking, if I'm happily sweeping the floor, making some food, if I'm if I'm happily in a state of, um, you know, like uh, like positive activity, if you like gardening, they're alongside me, they're with me, they're they're okay, they like this, they're they're really they're they're engaged and they're happy kind of alongside it they don't need me to have them in the focus um with all my attention on them if I'm on the laptop trying to write emails or chatting on the phone forget it they are tugging at me they are they know I'm not positively engaged Mm -hmm. but there's there's a yeah there's 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 something really incredible for children to see mother positively engaged in something of course that singing is a really healthy positive mm. engagement um so there's a lot more they get from that too but but it's we mothers sometimes say to me I feel guilty that the focus isn't on them because they, they think it needs to be but actually it's really healthy for the children to be in their own state of imagination their own kind of dreamy consciousness really safe in this you know within held within the sound of the music too mm. uh, it's mm. it, it's where they also need to be to explore um safely their own experience of the world and mm-hmm. of, yeah 
Yeah. And and just to feel, you know, to be in that container of safety as children and to know that there are other adults who are safe and welcoming and um and generous and kind and and then them then be able to be themselves and then to be sung to at home. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. songs, you yeah. know, and and those harmonies and to understand and yeah. feel in their bodies, even if they don't understand it, what happens when when yeah. harmony when unity occurs yeah. it's a yeah. it's a big big thing i i believe really it, big it's an absolute musical um education for them to be within that it's i i hear some brilliant stories from from mums where they say i don't understand it she didn't sing a note she didn't sing anything she didn't I, her lips weren't moving in the class but all afternoon she's been singing this song this in this nigerian language that we've been singing <laughs> weeks on point in tune like with the pronunciation down you know they absorb it like sponges it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah and yes they're completely yeah. wide the children are completely wide open they might look like they're playing with a little toy car next to you by your feet but they are drinking it in like sponges mm. and it, and it's only been in recent years isn't it that the singing mamas has sort of started this um um training program that's sort of actually really sort of moving now isn't it yeah well I really in this moment where I thought this okay it's great I, I I'm in a village where lots of women can come and they pay me the fees to come and it's wonderful um they access it they get a lot from it but I thought well it, it you know really needs to reach people that 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 um maybe can't afford to pay for it that you know in my role as a nurse you know I'm giving people health advice and people look to me like some kind of authority on their health well actually nursing for me I've worked in ITU and A&E and it's only ever been a non-dying service rather than a health service and there I am in my other part-time singing work that happened accidentally realizing this is where health gets built um that I thought right this has to be on recommendation by health professionals it has to be on um available in every for every pregnant woman that goes to her midwife and be told and so um yeah that little mission I realized well I couldn't just do do it all on my own and it needed to repeat it and train people and uh really the first training anyone that's listening that was on my first training bless you because I didn't have a clue how it was going to work or what, what I just knew that it had to happen and so they came along to the first one and I said that this is how I do it what do you think you up for it and they were like yeah let's do it they went off they tried it and then the next training group came the same thing and each training group has learned from each other more you know it's 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 only grown that way exponentially outwards and every, every leader that comes now to the training whatever her background is maybe she's already a choir leader maybe she's never sung a note herself before but she, if she has the desire there's a whole load of people now that can say look I was where you are look this is how I've done it mm-hmm. um grown that way um mm-hmm. yeah it's such a beautiful and powerful experience I mean just you know, spending a weekend <laughs> focused on singing and focused on being in circle with a particular group is is a transformational experience in itself. Yeah. Knowing that that is part of something bigger, yes, that present moment is yeah. is is so exciting. It is. It's it's it is really beautiful to know with each woman that comes the potential for her, her to start her own group. Our mission, actually. The vision is that the world in which everyone sings and where singing brings together and nourishes people and communities. The mission is that we empower women to improve their well-being by creating song sharing communities. And that counts for the leader, mm-hmm. improving her 
being by creating the song sharing communities. And so each leader that comes, the potential for those songs and that experience to reach not only the the woman that attends her group, but the family around that woman and the friends around that woman. It's just it's a beautiful image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, mm. it's big. So peeling it back a little bit, yeah, because this is really exciting and I I would love for me I can just feel my body expanding thinking about where this could go in terms of our future communities and 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 life in in our you know culture right now but how did we get in the Mm -hmm. state that we're in you know what the, the the reality is most people go through you know when we when we've talked as as individuals go through um, really disconnecting experiences and you know at schools they get told as I did um, yeah. I get I didn't get allowed into the school choir you know and, and I, I wonder how bad I could have been to have not been a child and been rejected from the school choir I just I find and you know and after that I didn't I didn't sing again I didn't join and I didn't try and join anything that rejection and that's not to say that people shouldn't and don't need to learn to deal with rejection that's part of life but at the same time when it's something that's so um integral to life I really believe you know making sound creatively expressing ourselves through Mm. voice whether that's it you know with particular songs or just being with the sound that comes out is such an important part of 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 being and I think in times you know stepping back before that level of disconnection we did have songs didn't we we had songs within us within our culture that would have been walking songs they would have been yeah um, grieving songs there would have been songs of celebration for different times of the year all of those things were would have been a a sort of yeah unspoken contract about how we lived so yeah, when did that change? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've spent much time yet really considering what went wrong or what's happened to change it. Absolutely, you're right. We have lost a rich singing tradition culture in this part of the, the world where we live. And I <clears throat> I look at the work of Sue Hart from Backa Beyond, where she has worked with the Backa people in Cameroon in the rainforest in Africa. And and I would urge anyone to look up these little YouTube clips. Sue Hart's been traveling back and forward to the rainforest to learn about these people that are nomadic people who have singing completely alive as a living tradition. That's what they have. They sing everything. They sing their work, their play, their rest, their grief, their hunt. Um, and they have complex rhythms, crazy complex harmonies. They make instruments out of what they've got in the rainforest. And no backer person ever said, I can't sing. So it's wonderful to look at other cultures where where singing is still alive and still used. And over the years, I've I've wondered about singing for survival because we we look at things that are you know considered for our survival, human activities that are for survival. So we could call um, you know fire making, um, farming, growing, weaving, building. These activities are activities that once were for human survival. We don't undertake those all ourselves now because we're all with our crazy busy lives doing other things, consuming goodness knows what. But these these skills and crafts are still needed now to otherwise we we would have no shelter, we'd have no clothes, we'd have no food. Um, So these activities, if you lump them all together, they are um, 
for survival. And if you can, if you step back again and consider where do you see these activities, where do you see ordinary people doing these activities? Actually, you see that in in um, in in healing moda- modalities. You see that in rehab. You see it in um, in activities for people with learning disabilities that these crafts are coming back as activities for healing and there's something in it where I've seen the common thing is taking the dissonant parts taking parts and putting them together for something and I'm I'll tell you where this first struck me this is a bit of a side note my husband's got a coffee shop And just after I had my last child, I was up at five o'clock every morning baking cakes. This was a bit of a new thing. He said, let's make some cakes for the coffee shop. I was like, great. I had this tiny baby, sleepless nights. I was up at 5 a.m. I'd make like five cakes every morning. And I couldn't understand why I enjoyed it so much. I kept thinking, this is this doesn't work. You know, I'm not I'm already not getting any sleep. But the peace that I got from coming down to the kitchen when everyone else is asleep, making these cakes, you bring together all the parts. You, you mix them in, you make one whole and you give that whole, that, and that, that is given away. And, and there was something in that that I thought, this is really nourishing me, this process of weaving these parts together. And then I, and I considered these other life survival activities like the farming, growing, weaving, where you take all these parts and, and, you know, the alchemy process. And I thought, okay, that's all for survival. We're bringing those now as in, in, in the healing realm, you know, there are rehab people, bringing people back together that have some, that are somehow broken, pulling them back together to, to heal them. This is choir. This is singing. This is what happens in the singing circle. We're taking all the parts and we're bringing it together as one whole. And for me, it is survival. I don't think that we would survive without music, without singing. And there's so much mental health crisis now, undiagnosed mental health crisis. You know, you, you, we, we, it's been, losing its taboo we're becoming more aware of it or is there more of it I don't know but singing absolutely and I know this not just through my own work but through other people's work is a healing modality for mental health conditions um Mm. (laughs) about healing singing for healing it's yeah and it is I mean I sang yesterday with um with Healthy Minds which is an organization um where I live in Calderdale that are the people who support other people who are, you know, support other people's mental health and well-being, And it was really um, quite profound how, mm. how it was taking those healers, which is what they are, you know, they, they work for the, the council for a, a um, charitable organization doing really hard frontline work, you know, dealing with people who are in crisis every day and um and just a couple of hours on the land round a fire singing and you know we, we we invited people to get barefoot we you know we gave people time to just do some wondering and connecting and really being curious about what they saw you know the the buds and the the things on the floor and the little creatures and um and it was very moving the effect that that had had on these people who are the ones who are doing the work and how how important it felt for me to be able to offer that and also how again it strikes me often you know how big it is for people to feel that magic that happens standing in circle around 
a fire making a unified sound together yeah. you know Once. it is healing and if we aren't doing that for each other we find ourselves dropping out of connection to ourselves yeah. to each other and to the world around us you know one person said yesterday um he said it's like the opposite of feeling lost yeah <laughs> and I was just like that that just touched me so much because he didn't have the words for it but it was like it felt like such a profound noticing yeah yeah it's it's stunning really when you consider that also we we can't do this we can't have these this healing experience of <clears throat> these harmony sounds and this moment without the group we need to bring our voices to it but we can't we only can experiencing it experience it with the group so it's an absolute giving and receiving in one moment and there's very very few activities that I've seen maybe circle dancing might be one of them um where actually the the stories are left at the door it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter who you vote for it doesn't matter what your family did you know it's it's completely a, a complete leveler in that moment and you need each other it's so deeply connecting and unifying and anything possible that could interrupt that is left out of it because the sound is the thing in the middle and the song um, might, we might be having our own in, internal moment and our own completely individual experience within that little triggers little chances for release and our own personal healing but it's so dependent on the group it's the most connecting thing I've mm. uh, experienced it is and what you're what you're describing there reminds me of um you know I, I've been running groups as soon as we could after um lockdown because we because um the groups that I do are outdoors it was safer to to yeah. be together in group for uh, sooner than I think a lot of other groups and you know at such a divisive time when people are really polarized yeah. um you know and I think generally everybody is wanting the best for everybody else but yeah. everybody ha has different ways of and different beliefs about what would get us there in terms of safety and um collective well-being and and yet in the circle in the singing circle none of that mattered you know nobody was checking anybody's status nobody was yeah. asking um you know what they did or didn't do and uh, what the political views are what we believe in terms of you know yeah. all the this sort of day-to-day -day fear inspiring disconnect that occurs through um i guess the reality of today's life and obviously the media that that gets pumped through us but all of that none of that mattered all of that was left behind at, at yeah. the, the, the gates to the woods isn't it and it's it's interesting when you consider and I think of bringing it back to singing mamas where you know we do put the the, the mum in the in the focus and and the village around her you know that's why we're called singing mamas yet still welcome women that don't have children and old women but you think about the the groups that you might go to as a mum with a new baby there's it's like the stay and play kind of things and it's almost like the assumption is that you're going to connect with people through the chatting, through the small talk. But what can happen is comparison parenting, um, feelings of inadequacy, you know, judgmental stuff. You know, that just kind of comes with the territory in a way, unfortunately. But you you think, OK, you assume you're going to connect because you're having that time to talk um, and, and relate about where you are. And it can be connecting. But actually, 
if you remove all that, the small talk stuff that can happen um, and plonk in there the song and the singing and the harmony, um, it feels deeply intimately connected without even knowing the other person. It's like, yeah, it's it's a strange kind of mm. opposite what you think might be true. But mm-hmm. when you shared a singing circle and an experience where, you know, if it's between two people across the circle and someone else in the circle has had an emotional response and the care that exists there and the non-judgment mm-hmm. and the, the kindness, that's bonding for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's safety for everyone. That's deeply intimate and connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing that I see happening in in your circles and in, in the groups that I'm running and more awareness around it generally is the comfort and acceptability of people being with difficult feelings and emotions yeah and uh, I mean is that a you know is that a guiding principle of of the groups that you run or is that something that's just evolved naturally because it isn't the way it is out in culture is in our in our sort of society people see someone crying and they want to stop them crying yeah it's true yeah it's I guess it's developed um, we've certainly developed it within singing mummers as being something that is going to occur. People are going to be touched and moved by these songs for all manner of reasons. And some people are going to really resist that. And so through great care of just allowing, allowing the feelings and emotions separate to the story, if you like, um, I think that's been one of the practices for us facilitators is really supporting people to be in their feelings, but let go of the attachment to the story around it and, um self-awareness is one of the the you know brilliant things about this singing practice coming together once a week to sing Mm -hmm. you develop self-awareness the leader themselves are developing self-awareness through the through the facilitation it has to be really um you know looked at really you know in depth the self-awareness piece but what we're asking what we're inviting the, the women that join is actually to be in self-awareness and um pra- yeah and practice that and and if that is that oh hang on there's a feeling coming up that I don't I don't feel comfortable with I don't recognize I'm not sure what it is you know being in such a being singing number one is being in your breath sometimes all those feelings need is breath mm. when you know when there's a potential to spiral into your head oh this feeling it's triggering me into these thoughts it's come from this Thing, this life situation I've got actually straight away you're in your breath and you're with those feelings and allowing space and time to be in those feelings without it kind of going straight into a dialogue actually allows the feelings to come and have their moment be felt be processed and released mm. um and yeah we would I wouldn't ever dampen that down for anyone I wouldn't um you know run with a tissue and you know, they're there, pat on the back, aka stop. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, a gentle uh, acknowledgement, not not perhaps not directly to that person, but to the whole group. If tears come, that's allowed. It's welcome. You know, let them flow or or whatever it is. I mean, some of my groups actually, to be fair, I would wouldn't even go that far because this way of singing together is so new mm. and tender that actually some of my groups I've started in other areas the women just haven't had these same experiences and they're coming together for the first time and tasting these moments of connection and tasting what it's like to 
to have a tear roll down your cheek and that might be incredibly exposing for them mm-hmm. and you and so I wouldn't necessarily stand in the center of the group then and say allow tears to flow you know I judge mm-hmm. my group but you know that's what we're working so sensitively as leaders to mm-hmm. really enable a very safe entry into this kind of expression mm-hmm. for women to be yeah just very in their natural state of being yeah and that's that that is Again, it just feels so big in a world where we walk Mm. around with masks on all the time, trying to pretend that we are coping, trying to pretend that we are, you know, successful or organised or, you know, before we, (laughs) before, before, you know, sorry, stumbling there with my words, but it, it feels really big because so much of what we experience is in our body, so much that we don't understand as I think a society is that we store in our body our experiences and if we don't have healthy ways to release difficult experiences emotions um, conversations feelings then that comes out sideways it comes out in the way we judge people it comes out in the way that we are when we're in our work how we parent and when we can healthily move difficult feelings through something like singing um through something like feeling energetically held in a group and and being just allowed to be ourselves then we can really do that collectively that work of of tending the grief yeah get to get to know you get to know yourself through this practice Mm. get familiar Mm. with with not only seeing other people in their sort of emotional processes release but to, to to know how to in your own you know how to let it go more let it out more and how to hold it back you know if you mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. yeah um, really a practice but I I'm with you on that and sometimes I've I dropped straight into heartbreak I was on the tube about two weeks ago and I always have the same experience on the tube I don't I sit there and this particular time two weeks ago I was on the tube and I was particularly heart open for whatever reason it was quite late at night and I you know, the agreement is is clear. You don't make eye contact. It's not what you do. It's not loud. It's not done. You might accidentally make eye contact and then oh, look away and then oh, look back just to check that they notice. It's like this crazy game that happens. I look up and down the tube and I see people and I think you all look so interesting to me, all of you. And I, I imagine, you know, them being a friend, being a close friend. And I just I just want to connect with them. I want to connect with every single one of them. I have the same crazy experience. Every time I'm on the tube, I sit there thinking, ah, oh, the tension is so strong for me. This like agreement that we must not connect, do not connect. Yet all I want to do is connect with you. And it's kind of a, a funny experience I have in this other two weeks ago. I was particularly heart open and I thought, no, don't break the rules, Kate. Don't do it. Um, and I wondered, is everyone sitting here with the same tension as me? Are we all having the same experience? And I went away from the tube and the next day I was thinking about it and I was particularly heartbroken. So I thought, actually, like I know this state of disconnection is such a strong thing. It's such a, you know, for humanity, it's such a burden, this disconnection. And it, it really, it was like another layer of heartbreak. Um, so then, you know, gladly I'm in a in a flow of work where I feel like there is, I'm breaking through some of that for, for people mm. and I'm, know and all the work that's happening with connection and building connections is it's it is a turning like you described there is a turning but the heartbreak sometimes is just really strong Mm. you know though describing that has just given me um, a little spark of uh, a potential 
activism that we could do at some point or uh, or hopefully somebody will do at some point is um you know imagine going on with like you know three or four song song mm. you know people from song circles yeah. and like dotting about and then like sharing a song on the tube yeah and actually you know three or four people it's that thing of or if someone's doing it yeah. somewhere or two people are doing it each side of you you can sort of join in imagine imagine maybe we should do it we need to sit with yeah. that seed of uh well, seen the, these little clips of people doing it particularly on the train run on the tube and it you know it's different if you go to the north of England I've been on the train in the north of England it felt like we we're all going to the same party it was very different <laughs> quite nice but in the south of England it's very it's yeah. different don't like breaking those rules yeah what's that um I'm sort of ten, going off on a tangent here what's that thing what's it called whenever people dance spontaneously in this sort of flash, flash mob yeah flash mob love seeing those videos don't they that makes me think that everyone is sat on that tube train thinking the same as me oh yeah. yeah 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 <sighs> yeah but no I get I get that feeling too when I go down on the on the train and and um I, I went on the train all the way from the north of England to Cornwall which was nine hours and wow. and I I did have that I had that urge to to just like chat to the people yeah. near me yeah um, and also that sort of self-protection and yeah. to the protection of the other person yeah. from their own fear of yeah. thinking that I'm a mad person who's trying to, that they're going to be stuck with now for the next hours of their journey. Yeah. And and it is sad. <laughs> it's really sad because you're just like, gosh, we're so um, insulated from experiencing each other yeah. uh, that way. But, hey, there are so many good things happening and and. I guess the other thing that you were talking about, just to go back to one other thing that you were talking about, about the ingredients of all the things that once they come together, they create the, the whole, the, the whole. And that, that to me feels like, you know, quite a key piece of people understanding cultural repair. You know, what mm. does that, what do we need as a society? What are the key ingredients in the eight shields? That's the work that John Young and others have done to look at cultures around the world that are sustaining life mm. in a healthy way. And what were the cultural elements that, that were included in that? And in all of them, singing was a part of that. Mm. Also gratitude, also right. greeting people, having a conscious greeting practice, yeah. you know, because yeah. We can quite often, and this changed my life at home, actually, changed my relationship, you know, because we would quite often come in the house, drop the keys, you yeah. know, start unpacking the bag, sort of yeah. or something, rather yeah. than actually facing each other yeah. and saying hi, making eye contact, telling people, telling, yeah. you know, telling each other how you are and then getting on with something. It can yeah. take more time, but actually all of these things, when we do them, you know, mm. they take a little bit of time, but they're the time that are doing the nourishing things. Mm. And then you're not picking up the pieces of of disconnection and and um, and, you know, frustration or or all of the other things that aren't that happen to um, disconnect us and cause disharmony, I guess, in yeah. life. Yeah, that that speaks to me hugely that just even that little greeting moment gives an opportunity to just come in connection with ourselves because it's mm-hmm. you know very often we're not just mm. going through the motions of it mm. Mm. yeah nice so 
Um, if people want to find out more about Singing Mamas mm. and singing and that kind of thing. Um, singingmamas.org is our website. Um, you can have a look through there. You can find a class to join. So you could join a group in your area. There's quite a few now across the country. We need more, though. And um, you can there's sometimes some online singing that we do. There's lots of videos online on YouTube. You can access that through our website as well. Um, you can join a training, which is I think um, a really nice way, even if you haven't got a group in your area, you can dare to start one, even if that's just a few friends in your living room. Um, or if you're running choirs already, it's another way of running choirs. This It's, a, it's generally daytime. Um, yeah, and some of our leaders are doing on prescription work. So they're teaming up with local health professionals and having NHS partnerships and funding to run these groups for particular pockets, particular areas of interest of, of their own. Um, developing from their own area what's what's the need where's the need how am I going to meet it um, so we've got we've got that on the on the go as well um, yeah lots of ways to get in touch and if health professionals too listening um, we can't we can't it's amazing however every time we speak to an OT a GP a health visitor a midwife they just bite our arms off they can't meet the need of their the people that are referred to them so they love to partner with us and get things off the ground it takes a bit of time but once it's there the feedback and the impact and the evaluation we're always evaluating what we do with the funded work it's incredible it's so clearly more effective than conventional treatments for things like postnatal depression anxiety really so much easier to access as well so mm. that's that's going to continue to grow for singing mamas so it's really exciting it's really exciting time for me we've got a great board of directors brilliant women bringing their own amazing skills and work so anyone that comes to work um, or to train with us as a leader generally not always we find out what are their what are their skills and there's often things that they can bring to them to the organization as well mm, exciting mm. and yeah great and, and and all of the ways that it can be applied you know within communities within families within yeah within um yeah um, well I'd like to say actually Leona that you know 12 years on for me and I was someone that was 11 years old not allowed in the choir having sung every day of my life and didn't really until fairly recently track back and look at that and think wow I did carry on singing but I didn't love it and my voice was shaking all the time and then I didn't go into music and follow my heart I went into nursing which of course was a great story for me in the end but I have worked with singing songs and singing groups now for nearly 12 years and it gets deeper all the time. Mm -hmm. This it's extraordinary. Each week, even or each kind of phase of the year, I I find myself even more connected with songs and singing practice. That is such an incredible support for my own life, for my busy family, for my work role, my relationship, for my well-being, my mental health, and it keeps on deepening. Like I, you know, people might look at me and think, "Oh, you've got." great connection to song you've got a living singing practice actually it's I'm still not there yet until I'm singing every day with my family my friends and communities in work until that's just a reflex <laughs> we'll keep going <laughs> wouldn't yeah. that be lovely back to that absolutely and as as with you you know I've I've been singing for quite a few years now collecting songs from various places and bringing it in where I can having mm. to overcome my own Oh yeah, years and my own anxiety, my own like, oh god, I'm going to be that person, you know, that yeah. person that's doing the song again What's in that? a place that's tricky, yeah, because it brings up stuff for people, and 
you know, and all of that stuff, knowing I love it. Yeah. I know it's good. I know maybe it's not for everyone and that's okay. But at the same time, people who allow themselves, yeah. it can really be, you know, a, just such a, a lovely thing to do, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Embedding it into a culture of, yeah. Um, you know, this is what we do. You know, this is this is what we do. Having songs for all the different occasions has has been has been absolutely profound and one of the biggest the biggest north stars of my life actually. And 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 bringing learning start songs are starting to come to me now, yeah. which yeah. is um, <laughs> really exciting. You know, because it's another one of those things of oh, I wish I could yeah. do that. I wish I yeah. could do that. And yeah. actually getting to the point where I can sit out on the land now and yeah. call in a song. Yeah. And not wow. only call in a song, but call in three parts of a song. You know, I'm yeah. not musically trained. I've yeah. never done um I've never done a day of music training in my life after since leaving school, you know. Yeah. And um and yet this is happening because it comes from within and it comes yeah. because it's it's so embedded in, I think, our DNA. It you is. Know, comes you know, from. Yeah. You look at children. You look what they do. They sing. They yeah. sing completely naturally and freely. Mm-hmm. And they make up songs. This is a natural state of being. It's wonderful to hear that that's occurring for you. But it is daring. And that, like, like also for me, that was in the impossible zone before. And my, no, that's not something I can access. And now, too, to brought it out of that zone into, okay, I'm going to try this and work with this. It's incredible. This being in this creative flow, it drives the rest of your life forward. If you've got an, a creative expression, I'm sure painters and artists and sculptors would say the same. If you've got that in your life somewhere, it just is like the engine that drives the whole of your life forward. It makes life easy mm. when you're in I think that's again bringing it back to mothers for singing mamas the mothers are in this really strong creative energy and they do hold a key to to change the future so it's 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 beautiful that you mentioned that earlier and I wanted to just just touch on what you said shared there about um being that person that brings the song or what it brings up I, <laughs> I know that I can get a group of people whoever they are because I've done it enough now I can work with them. I can I can tease what's there and I can bring the right song. And before they know it, they are singing in harmony despite themselves. And I know they're going to get an amazing experience out of it and it could change their lives. And they just taste this because once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. Yet what it brings up in me, it's like mm. it, you feel like a terrible person, like you shame yourself. You're like, it's crazy, you know, th- th- what you can do to yourself and that's why also it's great to have a network of other leaders that are going come on you can do it you can do it and I wanted to touch on the work of Callie White I don't know if you've heard of her or whether any of your listeners have heard of her but she she does these amazing talks um on the burning times and I always like to link these this little this feeling we have of oh no don't do it don't do it it's like keep yourself small back to her work that she's educated me and many others on of the burning times where it was life-threatening to give your skills out into the world and shine your light and be in your being that um visible sharing your gifts it was life-threatening you'd be ratted out your friends around you would grass on you and you'd be burned mm-hmm. so is still in our consciousness now this don't shine don't be it and it's it's been really helpful to have, have learned that for women absolutely that, and that you know we're not meant to don't do that and <laughs> yeah. judging 
ourselves and others for doing it but it's too important not to yeah absolutely and yeah to reinforce that you know that I I wouldn't be doing this podcast actually yeah. if I hadn't have hadn't experienced the healing power of singing and finding my voice through singing right. because I you know I had always that feeling of who am I who am I to speak who am yeah. I to say anything and yeah. I have all these thoughts ideas for the world that I believe yeah. are um in unity what with what other people who are great change makers are doing yeah. and yeah. like you say the community matters that's what gives us the energy the strength to keep doing what we're doing in yeah. in quite a disconnected world in challenging times uncertain times and um so finding anything that can help us yeah. um, acknowledge that voice and the yeah. roots of it yeah. from, from the burning times and, 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 and others that have caused us to keep ourselves small and actually stop us from stepping into our power yeah. as, as community leaders. And everyone is, yeah. is a leader. You know, we all are. We all, you know, yeah. parents um, have have that sort of direct role and if we see ourselves as such we can do great things but you know everybody has that um responsibility I guess to lead ourselves and our loved ones and our communities into being the best that we can be in this time and and what an opportunity you know when we can see it that way Um, and Kelly so well that I I I, it's just that I need you to shine because if you don't how am I going to yes yeah that's so true <laughs> <laughs> oh so um I don't know this might be putting you on the spot a little bit um Kate but does a song come to mind that you might share before we before we finish <laughs> well I mean oh there's like you said there's a song for every situation and um as you were talking about that straight away in my in my song here because I think in songs now all the time just working with songs so much I just We'll share a little song by a woman called Samara Jade um, that was with me all day on Saturday. Um, I don't quite know why it popped up because I wasn't in the story. I wasn't it just, like it was a reflex. This song just came up and all Saturday morning I was singing it to myself. Um, <clears throat> and then I shared a little video of it online and then connected with Samara Jade, who wrote the song just as a way of saying thank you. I hadn't heard this song in my in my earworm song, you know, song ear for many years, but it just popped up. She wrote this song when she was cycling in the Everglades. This is the legend of legendary story. I need to check it with her because this is how it was passed with me, passed to me. <clears throat> and she was cycling at night um, along the Everglades, and there were like croc-infested waters either side, and it was dark, and she was on a bike, and there was lorries going whizzing past. In this, I think there was a storm. I might have elaborated on that. But as she was cycling, she came up with this song, and um, it just has three parts that cycle round in quite a hectic way. But I was singing in the morning. And it just got stuck in a little loop to the point where I was so in it. And I wonder, actually, if I think about it and track back, whether I really needed that song in this moment, because this song is absolutely about trusting your intuition. Like when you've got nothing else, when you're in a state of, oh, God, like I'm going to go out the escape hatch. I'm, I'm scared. I'm out of my depth. I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to think. I've got no rationale. I don't know. I don't know what steps to take. This song is for that moment. Um, and it starts... The first line, let me see if I can get it. I'm safe in the arms of the earth, in the arms of the earth, cradle me. And it goes like this. I'm safe in the arms of the earth, in the arms of the earth. 
cradle me, cradle me. And that just keeps going round and round and round on a big loop. And it, it forms the backdrop for the next part, which has got such amazing words. And just to kind of pop in there, the, the, the words, um, I am protected by angels. That's right. I am protected by my guides. Thank you for looking after me. Thank you for looking after me. So just image of her on her bike singing this. And your angels might be your best mate or your mom or your, you know, yourself, or it might be something higher around you, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What your guides are doesn't matter, but your intuition. And so on top of the um safe, there's this brilliant little line that goes, um, I am protected by angels, that's right. I am protected by my guides. Thank you for looking out for me. Thank you for looking out for me. I am protected by angels, that's right. I am protected by my guides. Thank you for looking out for me. Thank you for looking out for me. And if that wasn't enough, there's a third line which just crunches and seals the whole deal for me and it is quite hectic when you weave it together but I was just cycling these parts all day with my daughter on Saturday the third part and to my intuition it has followed me on every kind of mission it has traveled the way through and through trust in you I am protected and it just goes around and I'm mm. safe in the arms of the earth so this is just looping around for me all Saturday morning and uh it's so deep in my song pocket it's programmed in me that if I hit this this point of panic it just triggers and I'm like with this song it's such medicine mm. Mm -hmm. there is a whole river of songs <laughs> endless river of songs there's not one situation that can't be sung and soothed oh yes wow perfect beautiful <laughs> i'm definitely going to um find that you'll have to send me a link to that song and i'll add I it will. to the show notes and... Mara Dade, she, I, I put a little recording of it on uh, instagram and facebook and and i connected with her and she was just so touched that this had traveled in this way so yeah it's lovely to meet the people that have birthed these songs too mm, and yeah wow you know imagine if everybody had that song in them for what, yeah. those moments when they really need them and just feel you can feel it i can see it yeah. because for, for those for those at home you know the joy that that kate had in her whenever she was singing that song <laughs> and the sort of cyclical movement and the yeah. the uh you know the the rhythmic pulsing that comes yeah. through whenever yeah. you have a song like that to actually bring is just out of this world so beautiful. that particular song is such a great example that really for me maybe this is personal but I'm sure for others too you know the, the songs and the singing it what it does is connects me to the to the purest truth that we are all one consciousness we are we are all in this together. We are connected, whether we think we are or not, whether we feel connected or not, we just are. Mm -hmm. uh, and in those moments, I feel this, it's like I call it singing my church. It's like this, it's this, it's a spirituality. It's, it is ultimate connection um, experience. And, and in doing so, you feel, I feel like my body, my heart, my thoughts, my mind is comes into alignment and comes into wholeness. And there's anything is anything is possible in that space. Dave. 
And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much, Kate, for coming on and, and sharing your joy and journey with Singing Mamas and beyond. And really appreciated this conversation. It's been beautiful. It's filled me with uh, a buzz in my body. And I hope and I imagine that it will fill those who are listening with a buzz in their body with, of hope and um, yeah, peace. Yeah, it's thank you so much for asking all those lovely questions and opening up this delicious subject and for anyone listening thank you mm. share the share the good news <laughs> yeah so i will um, add any links to the show notes of people who want to find out more then do check out there thank you so much for listening to this podcast i hope it inspires you to follow your path of deep connection i love sharing this information so much and I'll always share any relevant links in my show notes. If you like the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com forward slash connection matters podcast. This is where you'll find bonus episodes, giveaways and behind the scenes content from me, as well as having my huge heartfelt thanks for any support that you can give me. It really helps with the viability of the show. You can get most of what will be on offer for as little as £3 per month. Please also subscribe on whatever app you use by clicking that little subscribe button below. That way you'll get all of the upcoming episodes straight into your device. And please leave a review on iTunes. It's so helpful to our ratings. The music that opens and closes the show is actually by my very own dad, Ray Johnson. Thanks, Dad. And you can hear more of his music at soundcloud.com forward slash visionray. <laughs>